go with me in the book of Jonah. We are going to read chapter 2. Uh, Jonah at home is one of the lessons we teach the Sunday school. And I believe because it is the American church which brought the full gospel in our nation, you also might have heard a story about Jonah. But as I was praying, the Lord prompted me what to speak to you. The Lord prompted me in the book of Jonah. And we are reading one verse there. And then we shall catch up from there. We are in the book of Jonah, chapter 2. And we are reading verse 10. Letter verse 7. When my soul fainted with me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came unto thee, unto thine holy temple. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you for the ability you have given us to open up your word and read it. Holy Spirit, uh, there is nothing you can do without you. Enlight our eyes so that we can see deeper what the Spirit is saying to us at a, such a time like this. And use me in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I'm going to talk on a subject which I believe uh, we, which we can relate, all of us, uh, because the three years have not been very okay with almost everybody. So I'm going to talk on about, I mean, a subject, when my soul fainted. And I believe that you and me, at one time, we have, uh, we have fainted somehow or somewhere. And I'm going to begin by sharing a short story about my personal life. How did I meet with Ruth, my wife? This morning, I was asking my, uh, my brother, Alan, is it an interesting story to share such? But allow me to share how I met Ruth. I gave my life to Christ in 1986. And in late 1986, the same year, a group of elders approached, I mean, came and visited me, and they requested me uh, they talked very much. They, of course, I knew why they came. They came to see where I was staying and to see how I'm prepared as far as marriage is concerned. And when they left, they asked me a very wonderful question. Uh, what do you think about marriage? And then they asked me, do you, do you feel that you are ready for marriage? I said yes. 
Because I didn't have an answer. These were elders. I said, yes. So I went back in the church. And in the church, there was a wonderful lady. She was a minister in the worship team. And whenever she could sing, she was ministering, she was waving almost towards me, pointing at me. And in my, in my thinking, I thought that that was an indication of something. <laughs> so I approached her. Her name was Irene. And this was the system in that church by then. Whoever could see a wife to marry, a girl to marry, could approach the youth pastor. It happened that the youth pastor was a friend. So he organized a meeting for both of us, Irene and myself, and he called us in his house. So he introduced the topic. And the topic was not, he never went very deep. He just said, uh, John has something to tell you, Irene. And then he left us too. Of course, I had to say something. <laughs> I spoke very few words since. But since I came in this church, I feel that in my spirit, you are my future wife. This Irene was very smart. She replied instantly, and she said, that is a good idea. But my friend John is not me. However, close your eyes and we pray. She held my head, and she laid her hand on my head, and she started praying so that the will of God can come to pass. And as you know, that when someone, you are two, and the one is reading in prayer, when you are two, after this, after the prayer, you have to say amen. I did also say amen. But I want to tell you, my soul fainted. I couldn't, you know, stand it. It was too much. Anyway, the text which we have just read, this is talking about Jonah. God has, gave, uh, has had given uh, Jonah an assignment. Which assignment he was trying to hide? As you know, there are many verses which we may not read because of time. But here, I'm going to point out the three, about I think there could be three, uh, experience which Jonah experienced. Number one, he saw fainted when he saw the storm coming. Because all, of, all the people who were in that ship, of course, fainted when they saw the storm. Likewise, whenever we see a storm, we have a tendency of our soul to faint. But I want to encourage you that there is a hope. There is always hope. So that is incident number one. 
And when you read in Jonah chapter 1, verse 4 up to 8, where we are not going to read, but if you are writing, you can go on and write. His soul fainted when he saw the storm. And in, in our daily life, whenever we see a storm, like what has been going through, the COVID, the COVID thing, the lockdowns, those vocabulary which we never had previously. Uh, there is uh, a vocabulary which I hate, and we were supposed to put to, I mean, to put them in our churches. Keep a distance. Keep a distance. Where in the church? In the, <laughs> in the church where we are hugging. So wherever it is very common that. Whenever we see a storm coming, we faint. Then, instant number two, his soul fainted when he was thrown into the sea. And he sank helplessly to the depths of the unknown. And that one, you can find it in John, Jonah chapter 1 and verse 15. Then number three. His soul also fainted when he found himself in the belly of the great fish. He has been I mean, thrown into the sea, into the unknown, but he finds himself in the belly of, this, of the fish, a big fish. This is a story which I told you that most of us through our Sunday school, we might have had it. I, I, uh, in my notes, I said that uh, in that great, I mean, in that great berry of a great fish, you can't know what is happening. You can't know what is you are expecting. But let us go in the book of Mark. I mean Matthew, chapter 12, verse 40. Matthew, the book of Matthew. And we are reading chapter 12, verse 40. The Bible says... Matthew 12, 30. For as Jonah was three, was three days and three nights in the, in the well's berry, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So this, the new, I mean, the New Testament also points out the, that uh, Jonah had to spend uh, three days in that great big fish. So these are some of my, the lessons which I want us to, to learn when you are so faint. Lesson number one. We need to remember the Lord 
in times of trouble. That is lesson number one. Because that is what the scripture has, the main text has given us. That when my soul fainted with me, I will remember the Lord. Whenever it is a time when you are in unknown, in a storm, in a situation which is beyond you, like a, a, a very, that very big fish, remember the Lord. That is the time to look for the Lord because uh, I can give you a testimony of what, we, what was happening in our country during the pandemic. Because people who were rich caught this disease. People who were poor caught this disease. People who were land caught this disease. And even doctors, some people who were doctors caught this disease. But the only answer was the Lord. So in time of troubles, in times of storm, it is a time to remember the Lord. Because God knows the end from the beginning. And there is nothing we can hide. And whatever was going in our, in our lives, or whatever is going right now in your life, God knows it. There is nothing which we can hide from God. Even anything, do you know? Let me remind you that he knows even the hair you have on your head. He knows he's here. He's in Uganda. Of course, in Uganda, they have already done the service, Sunday service. But he knows he's everywhere. That is why. In times where we find ourselves in unknown situation, let us remember our maker, and that's the Lord. There is nowhere we can go and hide, and we find our refuge except from the Lord. So that is lesson number one. And Psalms chapter 86, verse 15. You can write that one. Maybe you can read it on your own when you go back. Lesson number two. When we get to the most difficult parts of our lives, we should remember that there is a God who answers when we call on him. Let me repeat the statement. When we get to the most difficult parts of our lives, we should always remember that there is a God who answers when we call upon him. Praise the Lord. Uh, in the book of Kings, the prophet Elijah uh, he called upon the God who answered by fire. We serve the same God. 
The God of yesterday is the same God we are serving. The God whom our forefathers in the faith called upon and God answered. God could answer by fire. He's the same God we serve. So when we find ourselves uh, in such a, in the most difficult parts of our lives, we should always remember that there is a God who answers when we call him. Psalms 20 and verse 1. I haven't read all the scriptures, but when you go back, I encourage you, you can read Psalms chapter 20 verse 1. Then lesson number three. No situation is strong enough to outlast the love of God. There is no situation strong enough to outlast the love of God. Why? Because God's mercies transcends the storms of life. The journey of Jonah Jonah had been given an assignment, and Jonah was trying to hide from the assignment given to him by God. There are times when we find ourselves in, in that, that God gives us assignment, and we know that we are, that is our assignment. Good Shepherd Church, the little I know about it. It's a church which is mission-oriented. And that's why you have a mission pastor. I mean, a mission pastor around. So this church has an assignment. It has an assignment, various assignments, including the, the missions to the nations. But sometimes we find ourselves abandoning the assignments upon our lives. They call upon our lives. God gives us giftings. God gives us uh, potential. God gives us anointing for a specific assignment. But whenever we find ourselves in, you know, like Jonah, abandoning the assignments God has given us, well, of course, we should always remember that when we get to the most difficult parts of our lives, we should always remember that there is a God who answers. No, sorry. We should always remember that no situation is strong enough to outlast the love of God. God's love is always there. Sometimes when we are not faithful, he remains faithful. Those are some of the songs we have been singing. He remains faithful where we are not faithful. So we should always go to him, regardless to the unknown we are in. We should always run to him. He has answer. His masses are always new. They are always new. And whenever we go to him, he receives us his, as his sons and daughters. So, I encourage you that we should always keep ourselves 
knowing that there is no situation stronger enough. There isn't. If we survive the COVID, friends, if we survive the COVID, what? I don't know because I wasn't here. But COVID, everyone uh, listened it out. But we thank God that we are here. And it was just by the grace of God that we survived. Then the last lesson we can learn from our text. God's hand reaches to us at the very lowest of our lives. God's hand reaches to us at the very lowest of our lives. Where we are low, where we are weak, he makes a way where there seems to be no way. That's why we need to learn, we need to go to him when we find ourselves in a storm, when we find ourselves in an unknown situation, we should run to him, we should go back to him. Because why? Because God's hand reaches to us at the very lowest of our lives. Second Corinthians chapter 4, and we are reading verse 8 and 9. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 8 and 9, we are displaced on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not despair. Persecuted, not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. This was Apostle Paul giving part of his life story when he was on a mission. And we can relate to such a situation. In life, we are troubled. But when we are troubled, let us follow these steps. Let us go to God. When we are troubled, when we are persecuted, when we are cast down, let us remember God. Let us go back to God. And he's always ready to open, I mean, with the unopened hands to receive us the way we are. He's already ready. He's always ready to receive us when at our lowest place of life. And then lastly, God's salvation is without favoritism. God is salvation. When I'm talking about salvation, I'm not talking about the salvation of becoming a son and a daughter of God. But in life, we are saved in through, I mean, we are saved uh, from many other troubles. I call it, I call it salvation. So God's salvation is without favoritism. What he can do to you, he can do to me. 
What he did to the other brother, he can do, it, he can do the same to you. So God is, does not uh, operate in favoritism that because these are like this, I will do this. No. God is without favoritism. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, as I wind up, what are we supposed to do when our soul faints? We need to remember the Lord when today. I'm just encouraging you. We need to remember the Lord today. Let us do it. How do we do that? We do it through prayer. We do it through praise and worship. We do it through fellowships. We do remember the Lord through reading his word. In other words, we remember the Lord through the spiritual habits, daily spiritual habits, meditating on his word, meditating on his promises. We remember the Lord. It is uh, the application of this message that we need to remember the Lord and we have to start it today. Because if we don't start it, there are other things which can always occupy our lives. Because life is too busy, and it's getting more busy than before. Praise the Lord. So we need to begin the day remembering the Lord. Because Because knowing that those who call upon him, he will never reject them. The, the Bible talks about many people who called God during the time of their affliction, during the time of their unknown, and God has never forsaken the people who call upon his name. So when we faint... When we faint, we have to always remember the Lord. Uh, my story, which I began with, it ended like this. Sister Irene prayed for the will of God to come to pass. And in 1987, I approached Ruth. I suggested it to her. And she said, yes. And you have been married for the last 34 years. But when my soul fainted, even just hearing Irene on the radio, my, my soul was fainting. And Irene. But the good news is this. Irene is a friend, a family friend now. Why? He prayed. She prayed. And the will of God came to pass. So we have been married for the last 34 years. And the Lord has blessed us with seven children. Two daughters 
and five sons and eight grandchildren. And the others are coming. Others are coming. <laughs> because myself, I have seven. And these ones are seven. Seven times seven. Forty-nine. So at one time, Apostle, and when we will be coming, we will be meeting a team of us. Fifty-four. <laughs> and that will be a very, very wonderful team. Say amen. amen. So you might be going through a situation which is unknown. Our God answers prayer. And he made me travel there almost 10,000 miles to get here so that we can join in prayer. We can join our faith in prayer. Praise the Lord. It might be that the doctor just gave you a known, unknown report. Please, this is a time. This is your time. You can come over and we join our faith in prayer for the Lord to take you or to make a way like the way he did to Jonah. What he did to Jonah, he can do it to you. Our God is not a favorite. He doesn't do things in a favoritism way. What he did to Jonah, he can do it to you. And he's here, today, he's here today, this morning. So as the worship team just leads us in a, a chorus or a song, I invite you, if you could, you are in a, a situation which you need a prayer, you can take a step of faith, and then we shall pray. And the Lord will deliver you. The Lord, if you are sick, come. It could be the challenges of the, of the children, the challenges of the teens. Uh, in Uganda, we have challenges with our teens, but I don't think in America you do. <laughs> you can take a step of faith, and then we join our face together for a breakthrough for our families. Let me pray a general prayer. Father, I want to thank you for the word. Our steps to leading us to be delivered when we when our souls faint. In life, it's normal. Sometimes things fall apart. It could be healthy issues. It could be a certain report, unexpected report. I can identify with Jonah as they were about to throw him in the burial or when he got down in the deep, the unknown, of which sometimes we go through certain situations unknown 
Lord, this morning, as we go, we come before we come before you, calling upon your name for a breakthrough. I I ask you, Lord, that uh, you touch uh, our lives, you touch their lives, you heal the, our soul, you heal our body, you heal our emotions. Apostle John. This morning, if your soul is fainting, there's something that is stirring in you. you. You attempted to strengthen yourself in the Lord, but you just need someone to stand with you. You need someone to lay your, their hands on you. You need someone to speak, to pray a word of faith and encouragement. I invite you to come up and we'll be praying for the. invite the prayer team to come up as well. Assistant prayer. But let's stand to worship, and as we're worshiping, those who would like that prayer of encouragement this morning, just come on up and we will pray, and the Lord will uh, stir something in you. The Lord will cause you to be able to strengthen yourself during the week. Sometimes we just need. 